passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. All right. Welcome to the Rico. The New York Mets whip the tuchus of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They take three of four. They play the role of spoiler. And over the last three games of this series, game two, game three, game four, the Mets score 25 runs over three games. Does that make you feel good? Does that make any Med fan feel like, ah, hey, that was fun. A lot of runs, a lot of offense. Screw the Diamondbacks. We're playing the role of spoiler. I don't think it makes anyone feel good other than, hey, if you invested two and a half hours watching a Met game, you won. And I still like that. I have realized that over the last few weeks, I have not cared very much about the standings in terms of the backward standings. The, hey, are they in the bottom six? Where are they in the draft lottery? I've sort of ignored it over the last few weeks. And I think a part of the reason why I've ignored it is that it's a lottery. Is that, you know, being in the bottom five, six, seven, eight, really don't mean anything because there's a lottery system. So once the lottery happens, we'll see if the Mets keep their pick from dropping 10 slots. But until then, they play baseball every single night. I want to see them go out and win. And they were able to do that against Arizona. And it's funny They win three out of four, and they came a hit away from winning game one. So the Mets really could have had a party against the Arizona Diamondbacks in this four-game series. We'll go through these games. I'm going to actually make a case that Kodai Senga is a legitimate Cy Young candidate. We'll give our thoughts on Gary and Keith attacking Lovello and the Diamondbacks. Max Scherzer season's over. And some quick thoughts on the offseason because there's been a lot of Yamamoto talk over the last couple of days. As far as David Stearns is concerned, because obviously that's the headline over the last few days, we have been waiting for this. We have almost assumed it was going to happen. It was a slight 
hesitation about a week and a half ago when I heard about David Stearns' wife being from Houston and wondering, does that give the Astros a chance to steal him away? But it has been reported, and I guess it hasn't been confirmed because the Mets haven't confirmed it, but Jeff Passan's reported, Joe Sherman's reported, Andy Martino's, or everybody's reporting that the Stearns thing is done. He's making $10 million a year. He signed a five-year deal. Coming up, depending on when you're listening, in a day or so, actually, really, we'll post it late Friday night into Saturday morning, we will have an entire podcast devoted to David Stearns. The hire, what does it mean? We'll dive into his resume, the good, the bad, the future of Buck Showalter. So I don't want to ignore the fact that David Stearns is the team president, but on this podcast, we're going to stick with the four-game series and other notes around the team. But coming up Friday and a Saturday, brand new Rico Bronia, a bonus Rico Bronia, if you will. We'll have a full in-depth look at David Stearns. This is the first time I've done a podcast with Hoffman in like seven weeks because he's, you know, a big-time star now. Doing the New York Giants, so it's good to good to talk to you, Pete. It's good to be back. And listen, I I will do my best to make sure that I'm on every podcast going forward. I know football season is going to be a, but I want to be here. Like it, it actually bothers me when I'm not physically here with you doing these. It's it's kind of like a passion of mine to be talking New York Mets baseball with you on a day, on a weekly basis. That's right, especially the New York Mets baseball that nobody talks about anymore. Like, why is Brett Beatty bunting on his own in the ninth inning of a game against the Diamondbacks down by a run? In fact, let's start there. So we'll go through all four games. And like I mentioned, Senga, Scherzer, Jet Williams being called up, the claiming of Anthony Kay. There's a lot of aspects to get to. Game one of this series, the Mets lose to Arizona 4-3. to The bullpen blows. We all know it. To me, is defined by two really interesting things that happened late in this game. Number one, the idea that Brett Beatty, who has not been good since coming back from AAA, and he did suffer a groin injury later on in this series, which has been revealed to be minor, which is nice. Brett Beatty's been awful, and he made a weird decision to bunt in the ninth inning. I think that was storyline number one, and storyline number two actually became Gary Cohen and Keith Hernandez going after Lavello's decision to not hold on Tim LaCastro. And then a few days later, Brett Strom, the pitching coach, retaliated back. As far as the rest of the game is concerned, Quintana was fine. I don't think there's anything we're going to learn about Jose Quintana over the final month. It was a five-inning, two-run performance. He's he's fine. He is what it is. He's going to be in this rotation next year. He should be in this rotation next year. He's one of the only two guys that you can trust. Uh, Trevor Gott continues to suck. He blows a lead. That's handed to him a three to two lead in the eighth inning. And Drew Smith continues to suck. And I think over the last two months, as we've watched the meaningless baseball, the one conclusion that we've all drawn is that there is not a damn guy in this bullpen that you can trust in 2024. There are different levels of trust, like Brooks Raley, who actually pitched okay in this game, pitched a scoreless inning. I think it was the seventh. Yeah, he'll be on the roster and he's okay. And Adamadovino's up and down, and he's okay. I don't think any of us, you know, are falling all over each other, trusting both men. But the rest of this bullpen is garbage. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, I had no issue with the acquisition of Trevor Gott because it was a money thing. But Trevor Gott's been awful. He's been awful. Sean Reed Foley, who I think is hurt again, he stinks. Drew Smith, we're all done with. And I said this on the last Rico, every game feels like let's take our turn with the bullpen imploding. And the Mets had a 3-2 to two lead, and they blew it late. That's the bottom line. Now that's, that's in a world in which these games matter more to us, that's the real headline, more than even Beatty bunting and Gary Cohen freaking out on Torrey Lovello. But when we get to the ninth inning, and this one is very, very concerning. You're in the ninth inning of a game down by a run. Brett Beatty's been a mess. There's no question. I still want to see him out there every day when he's healthy because we have to evaluate the mess. You know, whether it's a lefty or a righty, I still want to see Brett Beatty out there. He comes up after Ronnie Mauricio draws a walk in a one-run game, and he's laying down a bunt. And what made matters worse is if you're Brett Beatty, you need to know that when you're laying down this bunt to get the tying run to second base, the on-deck hitter is freaking Jonathan Aruz. And yes, it turned out to be Daniel Vogelback as a pinch hitter. The hitter after that is Omar Narvaez. Like if you're laying down a bunt and you've got Brandon Nimmo and Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil coming up, fine. I'm not a huge fan of bunting down by a run in the ninth inning with nobody out. I don't love giving it out away. I don't love doing that. So I'm not even saying I would be okay with it if those hitters were coming up, but at least it would make more sense. It comes out after the game that as much as we may crush Buck, Buck did not call that. And that feels like a player with no confidence. That feels like a player that is admitting to you, yeah, I know I'm hitting 140 since I've been recalled. That is deeply concerning that on his own, and it's not a winning baseball play. It's not a selfish play. You could try to selfless play. Like you could try to say that to make yourself feel better. But the truth is that's a play from a guy that doesn't believe he's going to get a base hit. That's what that was. So the reason why the Beatty bunt to me is a big deal is not even the strategy of this four to three game it's the fact that Brett Beatty thinks so little of himself right now, and I get why. He hasn't hit. He hasn't hit Major League Pitching. He didn't hit Major League Pitching prior to being sent down. Obviously, he was sent down, and he hasn't done it since he's come back up. He actually had a couple of hits on Wednesday night, the game I was at, before he got pulled with this groin injury. So he was at least showing a mini pulse, but that was my biggest issue with his bunt on Monday. It showed just a complete lack of confidence in his own ability right now. No, and the problem is that you, you nailed it. I mean, he he's looking for production any which way he can, and rather than strike it out, let me just get the, get a piece of the ball. Let me just see what I could do. Uh, but my biggest thing is, and and this is, I'm not saying I'm happy that he's hurt, but when Mauricio comes back from his illness, this is going to create a, a a fight at third base, right? I mean, I look what? like I look like Ronnie Mauricio. He's not doing bad at base, but you're opening another spot for somebody else. No question. I, I was thinking the exact same thing even before Beatty got hurt, which was we got to see Ronnie Mauricio at third base because we game plan 2024. Beatty's in a tough spot right now. It's he hasn't done enough at the major league level this season and the opportunities he's gotten 
to be handed any kind of job next year. Brett Beatty's got to earn it. And then the hesitation I have is, okay, he comes into spring training and he earns it. What the hell does spring training even mean? Brett Beatty had a great spring training this season. Yeah, he got sent down. Then he was recalled. He actually did okay for a while. And then overall, just didn't hit enough this season. So I don't even know if there's anything Brett Beatty can do that would make you say, okay, he should be the third baseman. Ronnie Mauricio is very different. Ronnie's had a complete season down in the minor leagues. He's hit since being recalled. I mean, basically, the guy's hit for a year. Since the Dominican Winter League from a year ago, all Ronnie Mauricio's done is hit. He would have more of a leg up on being the third baseman next year. Because right now, they don't have a third baseman. I mean, who's the third baseman in 2024? So you're right, Pete. Ronnie's got to play third base. We need to see what he looks like defensively. He needs the experience of being out there. Because here's what Mauricio has done between the winter league uh, of the last winter, his monster numbers in the minor leagues, and his performance, even though brief, here at the major league level. He has earned a chance to play every single day in 2024. Does that mean DH? Does that mean third base? Does that mean second base? It certainly don't mean the outfield because they never stick him out there. I don't know what it means position-wise. That's a debate. It's an interesting discussion, but he has certainly earned an opportunity to play every day. 